Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick. As always in studio, Carlo Kellum, Ashley Danielle, Todd Neal. Got a full house today, carrying over from the knockout hours. I think they should be asking who's theme music. Why? Because she throws up bricks on the, on the basketball court. Because you, 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 you said you're... You said you're no, uh, that should be your theme song because that's what you're going to be doing when I kick your... Can I say... See, actually, I was meeting it. I was meeting it. I was, I, was I was the first meeting it in a good way. No, you might have been, but I had to make sure that we understand what it really means. Bricks that you're going to be shooting up. And I'm the leading rebounder, so I'm going to catch them all and score. And the game's going to be over. You're crazy. So disrespectful. You're saying Carlo's crazy, contrary to the list we published. Oh, yeah, you're right. Stay tuned. 11 o'clock hour, as always, very popular segment. You can call it Ashley's Loco Cinco or Ashley's Crazy. Five craziest stories in the the world of sports from the, the previous week. Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Carlo, what's J stand for? Justice. J stands for justice. Give car, give uh, Brandon a call at 587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Because Brandon promotes justice and the truth, he's going to call in at the end of the show and correct us for our factual inaccuracies from the previous couple hours. We have the knockout hour every Sunday from 9 till 10. Great show. Uh, we get to talk about MMA. Carlo and I are more professional boxing type fans on the local and, and nationally and internationally level. Uh, but we're very, very fortunate to be involved and introduced to the sport of MMA, really, over the past year. Um, and in particular, uh, MMA events locally. Last night, you know, Ashland, Kentucky. I was in Shepherdsville. Great action going on. We were joined in the knockout hour. Uh, by Derek Sawyer and Autumn Cleveland. And for the first segment today, we're going to allow Autumn to tell us a little bit about what it is she does. She's uh, a personal trainer. She's involved in fitness. She prepares people to uh, be in in contests. Is that right? Yes, competition prep. Um, It's something that I think is picking up more um, over the last couple of years. So I think more people are aware of what it is. But I started doing this 10 years ago with – it's a bodybuilding competition, but what I do is figure. So there's different divisions within the show, within the competition. Um, so what I do, you don't have to be as big and muscular as a bodybuilder, but you still have to have a good, solid muscle base and be in lean enough condition to show that, but still be feminine. So I know that you've trained a couple of my wife's best friends, and they have very very kind words to say about yeah, you. Yeah, it's also Le- something Ashley knows about. What's that? Uh, fitness competition. Yeah, yeah. that is. Ashley. Um... You competed? Oh, awesome. I did um, bikini for maybe a year or two, but it was I just have too much other stuff going on to train. It's a commitment. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's but cool. it's fun. It that. was fun. I have um, some girlfriends that still compete. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's nice to hear the other <laughs> other women. <laughs> it is something that is becoming more popular, but it's you know once it's it's more of a community now when you meet other girls who actually compete. But I mean, a couple of years ago. You, it was, a, it was a strange thing. Between. Yeah, this yeah. Is, yeah, this yeah. is definitely the hottest weekend sports show. We have two fitness models <laughs> in the studio. What, what other shows can say they have two fitness models There's in the studio? No, nobody can say that. Not even close. Not even close. I challenge, I challenge any show <laughs> in the city of Louisville to have. To beat, the, to beat our hotness level. Right. If they say Today. they do, and, you know, I mean, everyone says face for radio. If they say they do, and let me I'm going to tell, tell them to sh- just shut the hell up. Look Derek, them in the eye and tell them to shut the yeah, hell up. Yeah, Derek Sawyer puts it over the top. Yeah, Derek <laughs> Sawyer. I mean, you know, he's That's in right. studio with us also, Wayne. Five, nine and a half, 265, is that right? 
Yes. But I mean, as far as carrying your weight, I mean, you look, you look great. Well, thank you. <laughs> you, look like, you look like John Cena a little what bit. What is oh, that? Uh, I, I don't Kelly? hear that enough. <laughs> what is that? Very action-packed show ahead of us today. Obviously, Super Bowl Sunday. Got the boner si- signal there. You got to like that. Kelly's got the man crush. Now. <laughs> okay, the man crush boner signal. All right. Um, obviously, Peyton Manning leading day. his. What's that? Big day today. Big day. Big day. Is there a game today? I think there's a game today. Really? Louisville had a win yesterday. Over over the cent- Central Florida Knights, is very worth, impressive. Is that worth talking about? Got to got to be honest. More wor- it, is that more worth talking about than UK's big road? I was getting Missouri? to it. I was getting to it. That was more significant because of Kentucky. Oh, Missouri is a borderline NCAA team. They're going to the tournament. Yeah, they're, they're a bubble they're, team. They're, they're a bubble team. No, I mean that was more significant. The fact that, that, that Kentucky went on the road. They've struggled. Uh, over the past, well, we're one, in Calipari's we're, we're, we're one and one this week on road games. How's that struggling? That is not good. How's that struggling? That's five hundred. You're like three and six. You're like three and six on the road. How is it not struggling? I'm losing my mind over but, here. But but the, the but the Missouri victory was huge and what, very what, significant. What, what matters? Right. No. What matters? What matters is your <laughs> last game. You're only as good as your last game. That's not true. You're only as good. Protect as your home court. You all suck. Protect your home court, something the U.K. knows a lot about. Oh, okay, yeah, because you guys have a little bit of help there, too. Two, two home losses today, I mean, this year. I guess two. How like, many guess... road losses do you guys have, really? And, you know, then, you... and I have to say that last Sunday, tell me that I was right, because I predicted that you guys were going to lose to no, LSU. you predicted we are going to lose to LSU I said you were going to lose, well, I said you, you might come out 1-1. And one I predicted you going to lose to Cincinnati. Listen to the tape, I said you might come out 1-1. One and you told me, oh, you know, LSU's not good. We're going to beat them. And then, remember, Kelly, he came back and tried to say, you know, LSU and Missouri, they're like the I said LSU the was SEC. tough, yeah. Derek saw then, your of course you did. You were trying to I said that was a losable game. I said UK was a losable. I mean, the LSU game was losable. Will you please Todd, intervene? Todd requested Derek Sawyer to, uh, to the, the intervene. Is, I know now, the Super Bowl is going Derek, on today. I don't know if we can count. Derek's from Kansas, and he's a Louisville fan. Well, I want to ask a question. We got – Normally, it's four of us, and uh, Carlo and I are UK fans. Ashley and Kelly are U of L. Autumn, what about you and Derek? What what fans are you? Are you are you and uh, Autumn U of L fans? Autumn, are you UK fan? What where's your loyalties lie? You can break this tie. No, we're uh, we're uh, U of L fans. Uh, Autumn actually, uh, Autumn actually did a photo shoot uh, wearing uh, U of L lingerie. <laughs> I was okay. I, I was hoping Autumn said she was at least an IU fan, you know. No. Oh, hold on, you're from Indiana, right? Yeah. And you're from Kansas. Wow. How did that happen? I was. You I got that drink. You, know? you live in Louisville and you embrace no. the, the success <laughs> he across the board. <laughs> he said he got that drink. But uh, so I mean, coming off a, a victory for Louisville against Central Florida, more significant, I gotta say, is is Kentucky's victory over Missouri. We have a, a great show lined up today. We will represent both sides, both sides of the the Kentucky and Louisville rivalry today. As we have at ten forty five, we have our man Mark Blankenbaker of thecrunchzone.com. He covers Louisville for football and basketball. Great writer. Check him out. Crunchzone.com. Ten forty five. At eleven thirty, we're going to have T.J. Walker, Kentucky writer for CatsIllustrated.com, the rival site. Uh, TJ will begin hosting a show here on 1450 AM WXVW from 3 to 4, five days a week, starting tomorrow. So he's making his debut. TJ Walker at 1130 today will be joining us. We've got a great show lined up. 
Kelly, can I ask something? Uh, Autumn, I'm Wyoming. interested in your uh, your fitness class. Do you take all comers? I mean, guys, girls, and can you tell what he's us asking more is if Todd is interested in in uh, your fitness class. Well, I mean, Todd would you would you it. take Todd needs it. It, it? Would you take Todd in, or does it have to be someone who has a a, a real high ceiling as far as uh, a competitive? Uh, you know, really looking good in a bikini because Todd's a great guy. <laughs> well, I look good in a bikini, but I really, uh, you know, want to know more about it really for my own sake. Who do you take on? I mean, is it guys like like, like Derek? I mean, who who do you train? I have actually been fortunate enough to have a variety of clients. Uh, it's not it's not a fitness class. It's one-on-one personal training. So, like, if someone comes to me and says they want to lose weight, I'm happy to help them do that. I've had um, jockeys and women mostly say, I mean, not mostly, but that's not my clientele, but they want to put on muscle, which is great because that's where I came from. I came from the smaller end, and I've been trying to add muscle for this long. But I also get to work with big guys like Derek <laughs> who need a variety of training. Um, so, I mean, really, I'll, I'm more than happy to work with anyone that wants to push hard. That's kind of my, my one stipulation that I don't – they have to want it more than I do. I shouldn't care. The trainer shouldn't care more than the client about the goals. So as long as someone says, hey, I want to come in and I want to work hard and I'm open to ideas, I'm more than happy to work with them. Once again, Autumn Cleveland in studio with us, a, a personal trainer here in the Louisville area. Autumn, um, to to check out your your uh, business, you said you have a Facebook page. What is that? Yes, it's uh, Facebook dot com slash on the grind training. It's my uh, training business page. Um, there's there's just a lot of material there that they can go for healthy recipes or just some fitness ideas or some just general articles that might help people put people in the, the right direction for what they want to do. Once again, we have the knockout hour every Sunday from nine till ten, where we talk. Mostly about uh, mixed martial arts in the state of Kentucky. It's a re- really good show. Um, I've really enjoyed it over the past, what, six months, however long it's been we've been doing already? it. been that long already? I don't know. Yeah. I may I be exaggerating. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It may be about six yeah. months. It's been a blast. Uh, there really is some some great atmospheres, like in Shepherdsville last night, Hard Rock MMA. I know you guys were in Ashland. Ashland East, uh, East Coast Promotions, Double Impact. I mean, if, if you guys— Ring on one side, Cage on the other. So great stuff there. We're going to actually head to our first break. The rest of the the, the weekend sports buzz, we're going to obviously talk about the Super Bowl. Going to let Ashley and Carlo go at it for the, the Kentucky-Louisville rivalry. We want to thank Autumn Cleveland, Derek Sawyer for joining us in studio today. And we'll be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Welcome to the weekend sports buzz. As always, Carlo Kellum, Ashley Danielle, Todd Neal coming at you every Sunday from 10 until noon, talking about everything in the world of sports. Uh, Coming off a, a victory for both Louisville over Central Florida. And Kentucky on the road against Missouri, uh, a statement victory you could say yesterday. Definitely, um, we've got the the Super Bowl today, and I've got a nice list here that'll I'm sure spark plenty of discussion about the Super Bowl. We can break down statistics this way, that way about the Super Bowl. Carlo and I have had our back and forth in the past about the the greatness of Peyton Manning, but these are some some. Um, it, it's from the New York Post, and it says. Um, it's 12 Super Bowl facts that will impress your friends. I thought it was kind of neat. Let's hear it. It says you will hear 
Broncos quarterback Peyton Manning yelled Omaha several times on Super Bowl Sunday. We know that. That's not really that neat. Yeah, and it doesn't really mean anything. That's all over. It does mean something. No, it, he does it just to, it Really, most of the stuff he Omaha. says. He's doing it the whole time. Most of the stuff he says doesn't mean anything. It's just, just to throw the defensive you know offensive off. <laughs> Ashley wants to I fight. Because I know the game. <laughs> I'm a, I, like, I'm a play caller. I've made my objective to argue with you about every <laughs> single thing today. All right. It's, Go ahead. I was going to say the next one is, after all the controversy over the selection of the Super Bowl being held in, in a cold weather area, it's in New York. It's not that bad today. Uh, they said that there was pl- sure to be plenty of curiosity as to where next year's big game is going to be played. So, I mean, it's it's something where you say if they can have it in New York at the Giants and Jets Stadium, What's to say they can't have it in Philadelphia or Minnesota or, or any yeah, of the other cold weather? Um, but Minnesota has a state. dome. Okay, that, so that would yeah. help. But, but, but does that matter? And the reason I say that is I would argue that the festivities, the week leading up to it, going out, doing things, being at the Super Bowl, is really what people come for and enjoy more so. I mean, it's kind of neat to see a, a, a football game played in the snow. I think it sucks. I think it needs to be in warm weather or a dome so the fans football can enjoy weather. it. I know, but fans want to be able to enjoy the experience outside of the, outside of so the, the game. So where should they play? Uh, Florida, California. There's a lot of places. Washington. You Seattle? think they should do what the NBA did for a while is just have it in one place every year like Vegas? Uh, nah. Nah, I think they should switch it up to warm weather places. You know, anywhere that's a dome, California or Florida is where it should be. I think it's neat to see games played in the snow. Uh, I mean, yeah. I think it is too. I think it's a challenge. During the season, but you want to see, During, well, you want to see, matter? you want to see perfect weather conditions for the Super Bowl because you don't want any excuses. You want to see perfect weather conditions for both teams so they all can display their abilities and play the best game the fans want to see. I want to encourage when you. When you get the weather, it's going to be it's too, the, when the weather comes into play. It's called adversity. Yeah, but you don't want to see that doing. You the say Super Bowl. you're the world football champions to not overcome any adversity in the game. Well, obviously Peyton Manning's not going to be able to overcome the cold weather because he can't play in cold weather. That's unfortunate that you feel that way. If any of our listeners have have any comments about any of the topics we're discussing on the, on the Super Bowl or anything else, give us a call on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. Um, the, the cold weather is, a, is a, a topic that has garnered a lot of discussion as of late. But the weather's not that bad today. Uh, uh, what's the temperature? Go ahead, pull it up, Kelly. What's, what's going to be in New York? All right, forecast. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up right now. So I don't think it's going to be that bad. I think it may be, what, uh, 35 to 40 in New York today? No snow, no rain. I think most of the snow is going to come tomorrow or Tuesday when the, that, that front's going to hit, hit the coast. But it, it should be, the weather conditions shouldn't be a factor today, I don't think. It says in New York, New York, which I, I assume that's where it is, but I don't, I don't think it's in the, what is it, the Meadowlands? Regardless. It's, it's in New Jersey, same thing. Yeah, all right. They said it's sunny right now. Feels like 40 degrees. Perfect. That's perfect football weather. That's football weather right there. Yeah. The game starts. So then your it, point is null and void. Well, if it was snowing, if it was last week's weather versus you know today's weather, it'd have been. I think it'd have been a problem. Last week was terrible uh, on the East Coast, but yeah, that's perfect weather. I think, uh, like I said, that if I'm going to the Super Bowl, I'm dropping a lot of money on an expensive hotel room. Yeah, I don't want to be I'm freezing for, during the game. I don't want to be freezing during the game, but also the week leading up to it. I think a lot of that Radio Row. I mean, all sorts of the. Well, fun they had stuff. the Super Bowl in Detroit several years ago. And they had the big snowstorm and it worked out, but it was in a dome. But mm-hmm. the, the festivities outside of that will probably affect it, but not the Super Bowl. I'm sure it worked out. Um, it, it, I do find it, you know, relevant to say, I don't like freezing cold, do you? No. Walking around, going to eat, and in between you're freezing until you get inside. I don't like that. Well, unless you got a, you know, a flask or something on you to keep you warm. 
Really? You like want to borrow Ashley, mine? Like Ashley Dingy. <laughs> What's that? Mine. I have a flask. Oh, it's yeah. A, it's bedazzled with AB crystals. So it's what, very, very what do you keep in said flask, Ashley? Well. Cake, cake, cake. Yes, cake. that would be it. What? Cake vodka. Okay. Okay. It was my. Can you share, can my, you share it around the room right now? No, I don't no, have okay. it. Sorry. I don't care. It's empty. On a regular basis. After last night, it's empty. <laughs> I need one after last night. <laughs> you probably do. Um, yeah, it was probably my greatest birthday present this year. Oh, I remember. I do remember you getting mm-hmm. that, actually. Number three is halftime performer Bruno Mars, singer of the hits. I like Bruno Mars. Locked Out of Heaven I like Bruno in Mars. Grenade has sold more than 10 million albums and was just nominated for four Grammy Awards, winning Best Pop Vocal Album. Yeah, I like Bruno. And actually, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are going to be back in the month tonight. So that should be pretty really? interesting. Yeah. That should be interesting. Yeah. I like Bruno Mars, too. I, I like Bruno Mars, too. I like too. his I, voice. He has a really unique I was voice expecting more when I brought up Bruno Mars. I was... For some, re- some controversy, I did. You yeah. thought I was going to say he sucked, didn't you? I thought yeah, Carlo was not going to like him. Like You're a skeptic yeah. about everything. You hate everybody. I, I thought Carlo that you weren't going to like. Bruno He's not Mars. a bum. He's I like I like his music. A lot of people don't like him. I do. Yeah. Why? Why don't a lot? Give us a call five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. We all like Bruno Mars in this studio. Yeah, yep. I can say that. Yeah, we all I like, like his beautiful song. It's really nice. Yeah. You know what? What's um, he's got? He's a little guy. I, th- well, I, I feel a, like most celebrities are really small. Like, he's like five six. He's like stuff. five six or five five. You know, if it was snowing today, he's the perfect guy to perform that weather because he, uh, you know, he got in trouble a couple years ago in the bathroom. So what <laughs> doing coke? Yeah, yeah. yeah coke. I, I was gonna say yeah. that is he's got this so, great yeah. voice. Women love his song. And My wife loves. And his he's music. a big smoker, big cigarette smoker. Okay, yeah. So which means he won't be able to sing well in twenty years. Yeah, yeah he'll be singing like talking like this. He's he's got a great voice. Women women love his music. I think that that brings a different I'm element. I forgot what the heck is he. Yeah, I know. Like, his ethnicity is very ambiguous. <laughs> yeah, he, he won't disclose really? it either. Yeah. I've never thought that. I thought he's light-skinned black guy. No, look at his hair. He's not black. <laughs> you can do different stuff to people's hair, and, right? <laughs> not like that. Let me tell you guys about black people's hair. No. Well, let's defer to the resident <laughs> Kelly, thug. I think, yeah, the resident yeah, thug. Yeah. It's his turn yeah. to talk about. I don't know if you, you want know. to touch that subject. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number four. Though there have been a combined five AFC or NFC championship games... They go to overtime. No Super Bowl has ever gone to overtime. Hmm. Interesting. That is interesting. You think we may see it today? We'll get uh, to predictions well, later predictions, in the show. Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't know. Uh, well, what about pre-Super Bowl, before the Super Bowl? Were there any overtime games? Uh, good question. I'll look it up. Yeah, I don't have that in front of me. But I didn't know that. It's an interesting uh, stat. Nine of the ten most watched U.S. television programs ever in the history of, of U.S. television. Nine of the ten most watched we're Super Bowls. How much do you think that's because people are watching the game versus people wanting to see the commercials? The carryover appeal, you know, between Carlo and I being NFL, NBA, uh, all sorts of sports and boxing fans, and then having the crossover appeal to to MMA, I think is is appealing and interesting. I, I would apply that same type of logic to Bruno Mars performing in the halftime. I said women love Bruno Women Mars. love him. And, and, they, and, and like, they love the commercials and people who normally wouldn't mm-hmm. tune in. Do you think it, the majority of it is based around no, I think it's the, the, added, the commercials? I think it's an added incentive. A lot of people watch it just for the commercials. Mm-hmm. Do you think they do? I, I, don't, I don't care about the commercials. I'm all about the game. Of yeah. course he does. I don't, watch, I don't even watch the halftime show. he doesn't care show. about anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm the resident thug. I mean, we've clearly established that clearly established. weeks ago. Weeks ago, Kelly Patrick, resident thug. Weekend yeah, anytime a cop chumps charges on you, you're definitely a thug. Thug life. I think you should get a tattoo on your chest, like uh, across your stomach, like Tupac. 
I would, but I don't feel it's even necessary. I mean, it's so clear when I meet someone that I'm a thug that I, I don't know. I mean, you know what I mean? Yes. I'm yes, I'm God. the realist, you know? I mean, when I first met you, I was like, man, I gotta have my stuff together. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it's pretty clear. I would do that, but then, I, you know, I don't need to prove anything. I'm clearly a thug. Number six. If the Broncos win, Peyton Manning would become the first quarterback to win titles with two different teams. He will. Won't happen. That's going to happen. Won't time. happen. How many times have we heard that? When is she going to finally realize that I'm mostly right 98% of I the time? I never will. All right. I'm not done. If the Seahawks win, Coach Pete Carroll would become just the third coach. Other than Jimmy Johnson and to, Bill To Walsh. win a national title and win a Super Bowl. Who, who Jimmy, is this? Jimmy Johnson and Bill Walsh. Okay. Good call. It doesn't have those listed here. Good call. You're right. I know. No. <laughs> Actually, where did Bill Walsh win it? Uh, I, well, maybe Bill Walsh. Didn't. No, I don't know that you're right. Yeah, Jimmy I Johnson I shouldn't say that. Jimmy Johnson, look it up. Well, we got the fact checker, but Jimmy Johnson is one because he. Yeah, won we'll let our man Brandon J. Lawrence. But I'm is, pretty sure that Bill Walsh won it. No, I, I, I actually I was going with that. I know Jimmy Johnson won it in Miami. He won it with the Cowboys. Brandon J. Lawrence, the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville, where J stands for justice. Give him a call five zero two. Five eight seven zero zero four one to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. He will correct us. He promotes the truth and he likes justice. Jay is for justice. He'll correct us at the end of the, the the weekend sports buzz and he'll let us know who the other two coaches were. We're both confident Pete Carroll would be in in rare uh, territory. He would be alongside Jimmy Johnson for winning at Miami and the Cowboys. You know, but who, who's the other one? Don't even answer. Yeah, I, I'm not going to look it up. We're going to let Brandon J. Lawrence But do Pete Carroll has a very interesting story. I don't know if you were, you were probably too young to remember, but he had his first coaching job at New Jersey, the Jets. So now he's coming back yeah. to play the Super Bowl at New Jersey. I don't he, remember it, but he, I, do, I, I do know that. And he was dismissed abruptly by the New Jersey Jets uh, after just one season. So it was a, it was a, a, bad, uh, a bad breakup between those two parties uh, when he was young in his coaching career, before he had the salty gray pepper hair. Uh, well, no, during then, he just had a little sprinkles in his hair. He was a very young guy then. But he was like one of the hottest coaches at that time before he got fired. And then he was a New England Patriots coach, had big shoes to follow uh, with Bill Parcells when he left. So he had to fill his shoes, was fired after three seasons. But he had a winning record in New England. Had Drew uh, Bledsoe at the prime of his career. But oh, was, was he the coach there right before um, right Belichick? Before Belichick, yes. Okay, well, I didn't realize so that. So he was in between Belichick and Bill Parcells. And now for him to come to Seattle and, and do what he's done there, I think is highly remarkable. He's really doing well. Right? Yes. Great coach. One of my, he's one of my favorite right now. What do you think of the way that he left USC high and dry? Oh, yeah, I think it's sanctions. Yeah, I don't like it. But, know, but that's not so much his – actually, we should say that is it his, is his fault. fault. If coaches can leave like that and find a job somewhere, when these kids switch schools, Shane Bahannon, they should have to sit out a year, go straight to plan for that school immediately. I don't understand why they have to sit out a year when a coach can just leave. Even Calipari, you know, he had his things going on with Memphis and UMass. He was able just to jump around without having to sit out in the year. So you feel like it's a double standard? Yeah, it's definitely a double standard. Yeah, I don't think it's right. Not, it's not fair to the students. I don't think you'll find many people that really disagree with you yep. on that. Rakeem Buckles. I can't disagree with you on that. Ashley, right, Ashley agrees with me? Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> What's going on? Rakeem Buckles um, trying to transfer to Minnesota and getting turned down, have, getting stuck at FIU is a, a good example of he that. Probably, well, you know, whatever. He probably should have just sat still. It, it, Louisville. Him and Angel Nunez. Yeah. Should have just waited their turn. 
Well, I think it's more Patino has a history of forcing guys out. I don't believe that. that. he doesn't want in the program. No, well, I think what happened. <laughs> he did it with Roger Rhodes. That. He did it with Roger Rhodes at Kentucky. Really? So we're going back there? He did it. Angel Nunez is one. Who Angel Swampshire wanted to leave. Swampshire wanted to no, leave. No, Swampshire had another year, and he's like, well, I don't have a, I really don't have a place for you on the team. So, and you heard him say that? Yeah. You, you heard that on the, he's, on the voice I could, recording? I could pull that up right now. Please that he do said it. that Please during do the interview. It. Please do it. He's, he was very blunt about that. He said, I, he said he did, I, he at really does have day, a place on him. What yeah. happens a lot of times is players come in, and this has gone way back in the day. Players come in, they were high school stars, they come to Louisville or wherever school and anticipate coming in and making an immediate impact, thinking that they should start and they should do whatever just because they are who they are. Um, and when that doesn't happen, they want to leave. Mm-hmm. Happens a lot. I think that's what happened with Andrew Nunez. He would have been the guy this year. He would have been one of our top players this year. Had good Louisville. Out. He's not even a top player where he is now. How's he going to be a top player at Louisville? He was that good. He's a <laughs> really, really right. tall But he's shooter. not a top player where he is now. Carlo. I'm just saying. Really? I, I'm just throwing it out there. If he's going to be a top player at Louisville, he's not even a top player at the small school he's he would have been working in a good system that oh, would have okay. helped him shine. But Tino yeah. would have made him good, right? What's interesting is he's Because he does now, that with great players. You know, players that may not be so good in the beginning, and he ends up looking like a genius at the end. Is, I.e. Is it, Russ he, Smith, I.e. Gorgie Jang. He's going there with, uh, what's the kid's name? Mango? Right? Yeah, with Mango. You have nothing to say? I didn't think so. Okay. As many of our our disputes and and discussions do, this channeled back toward Louisville, Kentucky. Are you done with your list, Kelly? I'm not. Please, let's let's go back there. Let's finish it. Should I finish it? Sure. I'll go to the next one. Seahawks owner Paul Allen, who also owns the NBA's Portland Trailblazers, is worth approximately $15.8 billion, according to Forbes.com. He has gone 43 combined seasons as an owner. Without a championship. Wow. Mm. Wow. If you were that rich. And you know, Portland's had some good teams over the years. Portland has. They're good this year. Yeah. I mean, come on. Portland back in the day, Clyde Drexler, Jerome Kersey, Duckworth. You're right. Yep. It's before your time, Kelly. You don't know, I remember you don't know any of those names. I remember them. Yes. Terry Porter. I mean, come on, man. They went toe-to-toe with the Lakers back in the day. Uh, for the Jim uh, Paxson. Ooh, you didn't, think I, you didn't think I had Portland? that? Yeah, he did. Oh, he didn't. Yes, he did, Carlo. He, if he was, he wasn't a I'm factor. not even going to check. I'm not even going to check. Jim, you're going to pick, out of all those players I named, you're going to pick I'm trying Jim to think Paxton. of someone else who played on that. <laughs> Arvita Sabonis. I can name yeah, old, old Trailblazers. Yeah. Rasheed Wallace. Yeah, Jermaine but, O'Neal. That's more well, that was That was after the uh, the great teams they had with Damon Drexler Stoudemire. Nah, he was crap. Derek Anderson. The Jailblazers. Yeah. <laughs> No, the Trailblazers. The Jailblazers. No, it was the uh, the Trailblazers. <laughs> no, the uh, that's what was the name for it for the you know the smoking thing. The what, what was the the pun for it? You don't know. Okay, when they had uh, the guy that said uh, Memphis right now, Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph. Yeah, they had Zach Randolph and the uh, Patterson and all those guys that got busted for weed at one point. Hmm. I don't know the Trailblazers. You don't get it. The trail. I get it. All right. Never mind. Ha-ha. Hey, Carlo. I mean, I'm. I'm the, the resident thug. I mean, of I, course I get he gets it. it. Hello. <laughs> I get it. Don't insult him like that. Thug life. Number eight. The Browns, Lions, Jaguars, and Texans are the only teams to never appear in a Super Bowl. Browns, Lions, Jaguars, and Texans. You can't count the, the Texans. They're fairly new. Are terrible. Yeah, but the Browns. Yeah, I feel sorry for Browns. Yeah, I, I, mean, I have family in Cleveland, and they really are avid sports fans and you know they cheer for what cleveland has the browns they have they've got great sports fans indians yeah the indians but they all say all say the browns suck i don't know what the browns are doing i mean they fired uh, the coach after one season i mean i don't think anybody wants to coach there who wants 
the last year they were back. They were uh, trying to get Chip Kelly, and he turned it down. So they hired the Chuck, whatever his name is, and they fired him after one year. Romeo Cornell. And then they're going to hire. No, it was a Romeo Cornell. Uh, that uh, was a cu- couple of coaches. Couple the coaches Browns are turning tur- it into a real. They coaching. hired, and they went out and hired the Bills' defensive coordinator. Would you want to live in really? Cleveland? <laughs> really? Would you who who is it? Uh, uh, Joaquin Noah. Mm-hmm. How do you say it? Joakim Noah? Joakim Noah. Yeah. Joakim Noah. Mm-hmm. He's, he came out and said that. Remember a couple yeah. years ago? Yeah, I mean. He said, what's in Cleveland? He just ri- <laughs> openly, you remember that? Yeah, I do. Openly, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Openly ripped. What? Bone Thugs and Harmony. They're from Cleveland? Mm-hmm. Ruggish, thuggish, thuggish bone. Rug- <laughs> you hear that, Todd? Thuggish, ruggish bone. Thuggish, ruggish Todd, bone. Yeah. He's not listening. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And it's cold. It's really, really, really cold in Cleveland. Around the lakes, I'm not a fan. I mean, I like to go visit and see my family that's there, but there's not a place that I would want to call home. I know that they're uh, very impacted financially. Their economy, you know, with the uh, downfall of some of the uh, vehicle-producing yeah, giants. Yeah, same as Detroit. All right, number nine, Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson was selected in the third round, 75th overall of the 2012 NFL Draft, and was the sixth quarterback selected in that draft. 18 picks behind Broncos backup Brock Osweiler. I think he's like 6'8". And 53 spots behind the, none other than, behind the Cleveland Browns, Brandon Whedon. Mm. I think he was also selected behind my favorite player, Andy Dalton. Sarcasm. You got to call Pete Carroll genius. Especially after he signed Matt Flynn for all that money. And then he had the guts to go with Russell uh, Wilson last year over Matt Flynn. He did. Yeah. You got to give Pete Carroll credit for making that call. Hmm. Most coaches would stick with the guy they're paying the most money. If your job's on the line, you got to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. You do. All right, this is exciting. Number 10, Number Renee 10. Fleming. Renee Fleming will be the first ever opera singer to sing the national anthem. How cool is that, guys? I, yeah, I don't <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> All right, next. I'm going I'm to go with Carl and then say I don't care about Number that. Number 11. This is the first NFL title game in the New York area since 1962 when the Packers beat the Giants. I thought it was 10. I, 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 how many of these, 20? I'm sorry? Is it 20? You're number Actually, 11. there's 15. 15, yeah. okay. Yeah. Right. We're going to head to a break Not, here 1962? shortly. 1962? Number 12, yeah. 19, number 12 in what may be the most watched Super Bowl of all time. A 30-second advertisement will cost an average of $4 million. Wow. That's ridiculous. Not really surprising, I guess. That's 30 seconds, though. How can that be good for your business bottom line? Seriously, it doesn't make any sense. Well, because everybody's watching. So everybody's watching the Super Bowl, everybody's seeing the commercials, and the people go buy the product. Well, that's true, but I mean, how is that? That's just so unreasonable. Four yeah, I, million dollars for a thirty-second commercial? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, do you know what I could do with four million dollars? <laughs> you know what I could do with four million dollars? You know what I could do with four dollars? I'm thrifty. <laughs> Let's go to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with the weekend sports buzz. Kelly Patrick, Carla Kelly, and the lovely Ashley Danielle. Welcome back to the weekend sports buzz. I mean, we can go ahead and say this is my my theme music. Yep, just for you, Kelly. Thug life. <laughs> Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, where the J stands for justice. Give him a call, 502-587-0041, to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Um, we've been talking Super Bowl. We have, yes. 
we've been talking Super Bowl. Um, we had had all the the, the interesting storylines. You know, we can be at the type show that breaks down the statistics. I'd like to know, you know, what the defense does against the rush. I mean, there's all sorts of interesting stuff when it goes to that. But what I found in the world of sports talk radio is that is not what people want to hear. Is really what people want to hear. You know, Carlo, I know you're a football guy. You're an NFL guy. He's a skeptic. You're also a hater. What was the question? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. What I was saying is that I enjoy breaking down the, stati- the statistics involved in the game. I'd like to know what defense, uh, what Denver's defense uh, is ranked against the run, how many yards they allow, how Marshawn Lynch is going to do. But what I have found, Carlo, is that in the world of sports talk radio, what people actually like to hear more, especially about an event like the Super Bowl, is the storylines. What are, is the, the storyline that stands out to you the most about the Super Bowl? I won't say a non-football storyline, but, I mean, do you care? You said you like Bruno that. Mars. We didn't find any disagreement there. I'm trying to find a hot-button issue here with you, Carlo. You're making well, it tough. Well, this is one of the few Super Bowls where really there's no drama going into the Super Bowl. Like I said, I think no, I said— There was only the one, the drama Sherman. from last week with it, Sherman. And I think that's ridiculous. And then the guy—who's he Who's he going to guard? I forgot. Um, but he actually made a statement that he hopes that he guards him. Like he was going to start some stuff with him. And you know what's funny is Richard Sherman's not even the best DB on their team. Earl Bennett, the safety? No, Thomas. Or Earl Thomas. Yeah, that's he's the I best DB on the, he's Earl, even, Earl Bennett's a wide receiver for yeah, Chicago. He's not even the best DB on their team. So, I mean, and everybody's putting their focus on Sherman. But usually the story, there's usually drama going into the Super Bowl. You remember you had Eugene from the Falcons get caught with prostitution. You know, the Ray Lewis's and the murder charges. Uh, Reggie Bush and USC issues going into the New Orleans Super Bowl. There's no big major issue for the Super Bowl. Both of these teams are pretty, pretty clean cut. There's no drama. So what do you anticipate for the game? Do you think it's going to be a good game? Do you think it's going to be a blowout? What do you think? I think uh, Seattle's going to take an early lead. Denver's going to come back, but still lose. Well, I disagree. Okay, I got a question. Of course guys. I do, right? <laughs> Sorry to chime in. I got a question. What's up, Does Todd? Does this define Peyton Manning's legacy? No. I mean, it's pretty impressive to take two it's teams impressive. to the Super Bowl. It, yeah, it, it, it's if impressive. he wins... It would be very significant. First guy to ever do it. If he loses, I don't think that it, it'll. I mean, he's he's certainly not a as Carlo likes to call people a bum. No, he's not. A bum. I agree, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. I don't think that he will be legitimately clear cut best quarterback ever unless he in my eyes. If he wins this, this in my eyes, every everybody's got an opinion on this. That's which stuff is, that's never been done neat. before. I think it puts him over the top. I think he's, he's at that history. next level. He's making history by doing it. With he's Denver. making history. Yeah. And but, I guess it kind of goes back to what we talked about, about judging players based upon a team-based achievement. It's tough. That's, yeah. At the end of the day, that is how a lot of people walking around judge. I mean, the fact that last week you guys included Terry Bradshaw in your top five he quarterback. He won four Super Bowls, Kelly. I, w- I wish he, so. What other quarterback <laughs> you can say that wore four Super Bowls? 33 besides st- Joe Montana. Okay, did you hear what I just said about it's judging a team individuals on a team-based achievement? I wish our listeners could have seen Kelly's face when he said that. Who, who <laughs> he has, was really or, upset. Who has the ball in their hands? <laughs> I was disturbed. Who has the ball in their hands more than anybody? He does, the but, quarterback. but he can't play defense. He's not out there on defense. So that's a whole Super Bowls. significant part of the game. With, the quarterback's not on the field. He won four Super Bowls. That's imp- I mean, only two, Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw. I th- those are only two guys I can think of who's ever won four Super Bowls. So because his team won four Super Bowls, that makes him great? The quarterback 
is the focal point of every of team. Of the offense. They're the focal point of, of the every offense. team. When but a quarterback when, is nothing okay. without a receiver when, when, or a when line. When a team loses, who do they blame? Or a team has defense. When a team loses, who do they blame? It depends on what happens. When a team wins, who do they give credit to? The quarterback. What is his name? Kaepernick? When they lost, they blame it on Kaepernick. They blame it on him because he turned the ball over in a critical time. Not but because, when they win, they uh, give all credit to Kaepernick. You, Carl, Kappa, you're Kappa, me. Kappa. So this is the Super Bowl for Peyton Manning. That's what it we're is. talking about. Yes. What if the Seahawks come through? Well, this, and, and they and they win. Here's the, what does that question. say about Russell Here's Wilson? Here's the storyline that nobody's talking about for this Super Bowl. What is that? There's only one black quarterback that's ever won a Super Bowl. It's Doug Williams, ever. Okay. Now we got Russell Russell Wilson in the Super Bowl. And he's going to lose. No, he's not. He is. He's going down. Peyton Manning, Raymond wow. Supreme. Wow. Are we going to put another bet on this? ESPN. And if we do bet, will you actually come through I'm actually going to come through. I actually just don't randomly stop in liquor stores to buy you your, uh, your, <laughs> your, your bourbon, but I do. Well, actually, um, there's two bets that have been unfulfilled. Uh, the second one. Let's talk about this now since you want to bring no, it up. No, no. Kelly and okay, so let's let's go back a few weeks because Carlo, um, if you guys remember, challenged me to a one-on-one game of basketball in which he said we would go to twelve and he would spot me eleven points. And that's still the bet. Knowing the history, <laughs> knowing my history with basketball, he really thinks that's a good idea. Knowing so, that you're a female and I'm a male, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't Carlo. matter. It really doesn't. And that's so sexist that you just said and, that you know, out loud, out loud of your head. I would really? never let a woman Anyhow, beat me in basketball. Well, you're about to. <laughs> so then you think you could. Beat, like beat Lisa Leslie, she will not beat me in basketball. You are no. you must have smoked something before you came no. in here this Brit- morning. Brittany Griner, I think he, he must have a flask. On I the would table never let there. a woman beat me in basketball. Okay, well you're about to. So <laughs> last week, Carlos says we're going to go play right now. Of course, I had something to do. I had an event to go to. He doesn't tell me before. Down. So I, we say let's meet at three thirty. That was the deal, right, Kelly? Remember? I remember. Yeah. So then I get a text that says, "How long am I supposed to wait?" Three thirty? Are you kidding? You can't wait three hours. It was a three hour delay. You are crazy. I'm gonna start calling you delay again, guys. You're we, crazy. We're gonna get to <laughs> at some point. This game's gonna happen. Uh, it's I'm, going to. At some I point. I asked today. I even hurt my foot in well, now I'm the, one and kickboxing. And I uh, said, "Can we play today?" No. Well, we got a special guest online, Kelly Patrick. Please do the introduction. I will. Our good friend of the show for years. We've we've worked with our man Mark Blankenbaker, arguably the best. You know, one of the best cards writers out there. TheCrunchZone.com. Mark. And, and Crumb's Revenge, Mike Lindsay, put out some of the best content out there as far as videos and, and um, analysis of both football and basketball. We are joined on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line by Mark this morning. How are you doing this morning, Mark? I'm fantastic, Kelly. How are you guys? Doing great. I appreciate you joining us this morning. I know you're a Louisville guy. Ashley and I are the resident Louisville fans this morning. Um, I'll, start, I'll start things off by, by asking you. National Signing Day, I believe, is Wednesday, right? It's Wednesday, yeah. Uh, you know, February fifth, fax machines are going to start going, and it's going to be it's going to be really interesting what Louisville's class is going to look like. I know, I know that you are more on the side of breaking down the actual on the field type production of teams and and doing some great writing for stuff like that. You're not so much of a recruiting guy, so this may not really strike a chord with you as much as it does many other people. But what do you think of Bobby Petrino missing out on, on several um, recruiting targets as of late? Do you think it, it, it matters? Do you think this team is talented enough to be successful their first year in the ACC and that that it, it may uh, be able to carry over and everything will be fine? Or do you think that it's significant that we are missing out on all these recruits? 
I think it's significant at the defensive tackle position um, and, and potentially at the wide receiver position. Um, all the other positions, no, it's not significant at all, actually. I mean, the cupboard for Louisville right now is, is pretty full. So when you look at um, the work that Charlie Strong and his staff did in terms of building depth, uh, you know, th- this Louisville roster is really stacked. There's a, there's a freshman and sophomore group of, of players that Louisville really, the fans have not seen that are really highly rated while Charlie Strong has been here, did the best recruiting that the program's ever seen. Now, there were some big holes to fill because last year they didn't have that many uh, scholarships to give out. Um, so they were only able, they were actually signed a very small class. And so um, they were pointing towards 2014's class as being you know, very robust. Now, with a coaching change, they're having to, you know, retool and, and uh, hang on to some guys that they really um, want and, you know, basically salvage the class. And so they're not going to sign a huge number, but the, the quality of player is still there. And, you know, whenever you have a coaching change that happens in January, you know, you don't have that much time. You have literally four or five weeks to, you know, put together a class. And with Bobby Petrino coming from Western Kentucky, uh, you know, he can't really take very many of his targets over and plug them into Louisville because Western and Louisville play at a different level. And, you know, he can't he can't accept um, commitments from kids that he had at Western, like James Franklin was able to do at Penn State. So, um, but to answer your question, uh, no, it's not that big of a deal. The, the players that they have committed um, are awesome. They're, they're hitting some big needs positions like Reggie Bonifant, a quarterback, Michael Johnson at safety. Um, they've, they've got what they needed out of the offensive line. They had they got the running back they wanted. Um, if they can hang on to Isaac Stewart at linebacker, then they're going to be they're going to have an outstanding class. It's just not going to be as big a number as it could have been. And uh, you know, right now the coaching staff is really focused on 2015. Once again, we're joined on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line by Mark Blankenbaker to reach us on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. Mark is with thecrunchzone.com. He actually created the site years ago, and, and they put out some great content specifically for Louisville football and basketball. Mark does some great work on there, uh, as well as Crumb's Revenge. Mike Lindsay putting out just amazing videos. Um, switch over to basketball, Mark. Uh, Louisville's coming off a, a loss you know, this this past Thursday at the Yum Center against Cincinnati. They they kind of righted the ship, I guess you could say, yesterday, last night at the Yum Center against Central Florida. Uh, next game is, uh, you know, Wednesday, the 5th, this upcoming Wednesday, at Houston. What do you see from this Louisville team right now? How far do you see them going in the tournament? And what is the most significant aspect to the, the current Cards team to you at this point, Mark? Well, you know, I mean, I look at the Cincinnati game, and I'm, I'm, I feel like that's what happens against an outstanding defensive team, which Cincinnati is. Um, this team does not – they don't have the same defensive mentality that they had a year ago. So when they play a defensive team and they struggle scoring offense, um, you know, that that's what happens. Now, they're going to run through the next four games. The Houston Temple record, South Florida – and people might start feeling good because they're probably going to string five in a row, and then it's going to get t- it's going to get tough with the close of the season with Cincinnati, Temple, Memphis, SMU, and Connecticut. And let's if they can win three out of the 
two out of their last five games, then, then this team has a shot to maybe do something in, in the NCAA tournament. Right now, I mean, I think that they're set up for elimination, to be honest with you, because they, they don't have a five-man. Uh, you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of Wayne Blackshear in terms of consistency. And Wayne, really, he, you know, on all the games that Louisville's lost this year, it's been the Wayne Blackshear disappearing act. So, um, it, and, you know, last night Wayne was great. And, you know, he always teases the fans, and but this is the Wayne Blackshear that we all thought he could be. And he does have outstanding games, but he doesn't, in an NCAA tournament, you can't have a game off or you will be eliminated. And, you know, I like the way Russ Smith looks. I like the way Chris Jones plays. Terry Rozier has been a revelation. Luke Hancock is finally playing well. And, but you can't play Montrezl Harrell 40 minutes in a game, especially in a conference tournament. I don't, I don't even know, know how they're going to fare in a conference tournament because they just don't have the depth at the four spot at all. And Bettino actually said last night that, you know, he's still tinkering with his lineups and trying to find the answer because he planned all summer for Shane Bahannon to be his backup power forward or at least to be in the rotation at the power forward or in the post. So Louisville doesn't look into the post. Montrez Harrell is not a back-to-the-basket power forward. Steven Van Therese and Mango Mathieng do not – they don't factor on offense, even though last night, you know, they looked okay. When you get into the good games, when you get against the good competition, those guys don't matter. And so Louisville's four – they're playing four-on-five on offense. And, you know, it's frustrating to watch, but it is what it is for um, this year. And uh, can Louisville make a run in the NCAA tournament? Sure. They can They can get hot from beyond the arc, and maybe um, Chris Jones can stop playing man when the team is in zone. And that will actually help the defense a lot. Um, but, you know, at this point, you know, we don't see it. But they are a month and a half away from the conference tournaments and, the, you know, about six weeks away from the NCAA tournament. So there is still some time for them to improve and get better and fix some of these small things that are happening that are really costing them games. And they're only four losses. Um, but, you know, and they're not losing the games they should not lose. But they just don't have that top-notch quality win like they could have gotten if they had been in the Big East this entire time. So. Very true. Just to um, kind of look forward into next season, we've got, you know, the cards have signed at least five really, really significant players like Quentin Snyder, uh, Shaquan Aaron, uh, Jalen Johnson. Uh, we've got a 7-2 guy, a 6-10 guy. What does that look like? Um, any of that interest you or excite you about next season for the Cardinals? Yeah, you know, I think the guy, you know, the three, uh, actually four of the five guys are really exciting. Um, the Chinano Odawaku, he would start mm-hmm. at center on this team. Jalen Johnson, if he were on this team, would provide depth at the power forward spot. Quentin Snyder may not play on this particular team, but he will next year. Shaquan Aaron at the three, he's going to be a really nice um, player to kind of complement Wayne Blackshear at the three spot. And and if Wayne is still doing doing disappearing, Wayne Shaquan Aaron, uh, you know, he may start over him. So yeah, I, I say think, he's listed as a five star guy, six eight, one seventy four. So I'm anticipating he'll probably put some weight on, but Wayne should be he, he should be worried, right? Uh, Wayne Wayne should be he should be worried, but you know Shaquan Aaron, like you said, he, he does he does need to add some weight. You know I don't know uh, what his defense looks like, and if if you know Coach Patino, you know that you're not going to play if you don't play defense. Exactly. And so you know going from the high school level to the college level, 
you never know what Shaquan Aaron's defense readiness is going to be like. But the Matt Stockman guy, seven foot two, I don't know if we can really even uh, project him at all because he kind of came out of nowhere. He doesn't play against American competition very often. Mm-hmm. He is seven foot two, but how athletic of a seven two guy is he? Uh, I'm excited about his frame, but you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna count on productivity at the center position out of the recruiting class, you're looking at Shanana on Oahu for sure. For sure. Mark, it's February now. This is crunch time for NCAA basketball. Louisville hasn't beat a ranked team yet. How concerned should Louisville fans be? They don't have a ranked team left on the rest of the schedule, I don't think. Yeah, we do. We play Cincinnati. Really, Carlo, don't. <laughs> oh, you're right, Cincinnati. I'm sorry. Ask, ask your question. How, how concerned? Memphis is number 22. They how concerned should thing. they be going into March Madness without beating a ranked team thus far? I mean, I mean, they should be concerned, obviously. But, you know, they actually have two more chances on the road. And, you know, and I actually talked to Chris Jones the other night. I said, where does this team learn their lessons? Where do they get better? Where do they become the team that they need to be? And he's like, we do it on the road. And so they, you know, will go to Houston um, on Wednesday night. You know, they've already beaten that Houston team. Temple is not very good, but it's on the road. And you know, on the twenty second of February, they're looking at going into a packed Shoemaker Center against Cincinnati Bearcats that already beat them. And that place, if you've ever been there, is loud and it is so it will be sold out. Uh and you know, they'll play Cincinnati and then at Memphis and if they can steal one of those two games, then I think that this team really and truly could be on their way. The Cincinnati game for me is the most important because it's the best team on the schedule left. And it's going to be in the most hostile environment, and they're probably the best NCAA team. I think I think Cincinnati is easily an Elite Eight team. I really do. I think the way that they play defense, unless they unless they just have like a terrible offensive night, you know, I don't think that they're not going to be eliminated easily. They won't make the Final Four, I don't believe, but I do think they'll play in a regional final, uh, depending on the pairing. Uh, but I just I, I really think that Louisville fans. Um, do need to be concerned because they of the depth issue. Um, they just don't have the the answers when things aren't going well to change out a Wayne Blackshear and then have an option for Luke Hancock to be able to get a rest. We saw it the other night when he played 37 minutes. Luke Hancock can't play 37 minutes of basketball. He's not that kind of athlete. Montrez Harrell at 39 minutes in the power forward spot shouldn't be asked to play 39 minutes in the post. I mean, if you're going to ask any person in the world to do that, he's the guy, but it's still not fair um, to expect him down the stretch to not turn the ball over after playing 39 minutes. It's a, you know, especially the way that they use their four-man in the press. I mean, he's exhausted. So when you go, when you get into the tournament situation and you're playing teams like Cincinnati, at least on their level, you're, you should expect to get eliminated. Can things happen? Where Louisville can win, sure they can they can win some rounds and win some games that they shouldn't. But at this point, I haven't seen enough to really expect to go to the Final Four. I would love to be pleasantly surprised, but at this point, it's it's not on the table for the cards. Mark, we really appreciate you joining us this morning once again. Mark Blankenbaker, thecrunchzone.com at U of L Share Fifty is his Twitter. Uh, account. Stay up to speed by following Mark there. Thank you very much, Mark. Have a great rest of your weekend. We will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Stay.
what my foes need. Make some emojis for you don't need. Approaching women with a passion for the long day. But I've been driven by attraction in a strong way. Your body is banging, baby. I Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick in studio. Carlo Kellum, Ashley Danielle, Todd Neal. Great show going today. Super Bowl Sunday. As per every week's schedule, the 11 o'clock hour begins with what's becoming the most popular segment of the show, Ashley's Loco Cinco, where she displays and she talks about the, the five craziest stories from the world of sports from the previous week. Stories such as, um, you know, a former all-pro tight end, um, you know, pleasuring himself in a car. Uh, Stories such as... That may be the craziest right there. What's that? (laughs) That may be the craziest. That's the craziest. Uh, You know, the the Heisman Trophy winner taking a picture of himself going number two. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Great NFL quarterback, not fulfilling a bet. So, I mean, it covers a, a wide range of topics in Ashley's Crazy or Ashley's Loco Cinco. So, with no further ado, we have Ashley's Crazy. All right. Well, here's my top five. I'm going to ease you guys into it this week. There's a new wing bow champion. Have you ever heard of that? The no. wing bow? No. Okay. Well, Molly Schuler is the newly crowned queen of chicken wing eating apparently espn reported that this mother of four chowed down 363 wings to capture the victory at the wing bowl i guess this is number 22 it's the 22nd time they've ever done this uh the previous record was 337 wings back in 2012 she won twenty-two thousand dollars and a gold medal and a championship ring so i'm gonna challenge the sports buzz team to can we have a sports buzz wing contest kelly who who wins that you know our our producer matt mccarthy loves videotaping stuff like this early on in our our website in our 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 radio shows um tenure we 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 did at uh big blue country we we put on a um a wing eating contest so you're asking ashley i'm asking who, who among carlo ashley todd or kelly would win a wing eating contest as long as they had hot wings i would definitely win they i would have won barbecue. before win. but not anymore why because why? you've lost weight I've, I've cut way back on what i've ate eaten and uh i would i would just wouldn't eat as much i would argue that i would win and I, and this is why because you're the resident thug and you'd pull a gun out on us so we wouldn't so we'd stop ashley i'm the <laughs> Am I the resident thug of the weekend sports buzz? Hell yeah, I yeah. am. Does that have anything to do with this, though? I mean, please. It's your thug life. It's your rep. You guys, because some yesterday, crap. yesterday, what I did, I, I do some intense workouts, whether they be insanity videos, or yesterday I did an hour and a half hot yoga class in St. Matthew's. I love this. This uh, what is that? Chick- the chicken. Chickens. <laughs> All right. Now I think that my buddy. Christian McCarthy, Matt's little brother, he's a competitive eater. I think that the more people who, the more you work out, the more calories you burn, the more your metabolism is is moving. That is what determines who who would win in an eating contest. Mm. That's my statement there. So, <laughs> what do you think of that? 
I think that's that's a, that's good philosophy. So I I would argue that I would win. Okay, that's okay. number one. I, I would argue that Ashley wouldn't beat me. How about that? Because oh a, a woman will never beat a man at anything. In, right? At anything. Well, you got sewing. You have. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm a better. Carlo, armor. I can arm. Carlo, you um, are officially on silence. You cannot speak any longer. Thank you. Actually, I could probably beat you in sewing. I can. You sew. probably can't because oh, I did fashion I can, design for I can years. Sew. Do you want to challenge me to make an outfit? No, back and sew. No, I'm talking about sewing on buttons, fixing holes and shirts. That's not really sewing. That's called reparation. Like we're we're talking about sewing is in in constructing a garment. No, I do buttons and holes. Okay, well that doesn't count. It's sewing. Right, Kevin? That's right. Say anyway. hose or <laughs> yeah. hole. <laughs> he said hose, but please he meant spell holes. that word. W H O. Please spell it for me, please. Did I say hose? Right. Hose? Hose? Sorry. Like, do hose. you wear hose? H O L E S. H O L E S. Okay. Yeah. Hose okay. and shirts. I thought you were wearing hose. Not W H O L E S. You thought I said pantyhose. Right. Oh, we're way off topic. That's what Yes, we are. Story number two. So last week we talked about Justin Bieber. Apparently, Justin isn't. You know, letting his criminal investigations, Krampus style, he's gone the Super Bowl. <laughs> so apparently, uh, he chartered a private jet from fl- Friday from Canada to the big game for today, uh, planning a party and do his thing. The question is whether or not he'll have a fourth investigation surrounding him by the end of the weekend. But <laughs> not everyone thinks the pop star's behavior is funny. Apparently, wrestler Stone Cold Steve Austin threatened to open a can of whoop ass. On Justin Bieber. Wow. He warned that if the star didn't straighten up, he was going to catch a size 13 in his butt. Apparently, uh, the champion. <laughs> who, the hell, who the hell is Stone Cold to tell him that? He was on the Arsenio Hall show a couple nights ago, and he told them he needed to shape up or else. He said uh, Cold Stone said he loves kids. <laughs> What, Cold Stone? That's Those ice cream stones. place. <laughs> Stone. Stone Cold said he loves kids. He just wants to make sure that Bieber gets on the right path before it's too late. And he thinks a, a good butt kicking is the only thing that'll get to, get through to Bieber. What do you, I mean, what do you think? If Stone Cold was threatening you, would you get your life together? Or? Hell no. I, I, I would like you to play a horse. Uh, uh, obviously, you're not uh, familiar with Austin 316. A horse. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar with Austin He's 316. He's a tough guy. I know who he is. That means he just but whips your butt. I would want, I'll ask Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, to get the hell off of his high horse. Would you tell him to shut the hell up? I would say, I'd look at him and I'd tell him, you know, shut the hell up. I'd probably then run. To his I, would run. I was going to say to his face. I would then I don't run. Know. Despite my, my, my thuggish uh, nature, I would probably run after I said it. But That is very funny. But I, I, I don't like all these people on their high horses, on the, sitting on this pedestal saying, oh, Justin Bieber. I'm so far on the Justin Bieber side of this thing that it's, it's not even him? funny. Are you over Are you him? Really? Yeah, I really am. He's doing the same things I was doing when I was 19. Doesn't make it right, but I mean, You're people need no to mind their deal. own business. I'm not saying it's no I mean, big yeah, deal. So you, he so can hurt. So I don't support so drunk driving. speeding 40 miles an hour in a Lamborghini? Not in a Lamborghini. That's so, so dangerous. Not, not in a He's Lamborghini. He's a thug. What do you expect? 40 miles in a Lamborghini? A Lamborghini? I, I would argue that the, the, the majority of people out there when they were 19 were doing similar things. I not the majority. Not, I, was in, I, was, not, I was an aspiring college student at that time. Okay. Not the majority, but I mean a lot of people. I don't like the hypocrisy that comes out and is displayed when we talk about Justin Bieber. It, it really irks me. Story number three of Story Ashley's Crazy. Number three. I have to put these Tomcats in here, but apparently the full board of trustees at UK decided this week to approve a capital project costing $45 million for a football trading facility. That they're hoping, you know, they will be able to start using in early 2016, not 
uh, long after the scheduled completion of a hundred and ten million Commonwealth Stadium renovation. He, you know, uh, they said that this is the latest project. They have at least half of the money has already been raised. Uh, it's going to include a two-story football uh, training structure with two practice fields with a drill area. Wow, I'm excited. All on the east end of the Nutterfield House, um, the program's indoor practice facility. This is crazy to me. Your football team is horrible. <laughs> Why on earth would you be putting, what is this, $110 million and $45 million into a training facility for a team that doesn't win? Why would you build a Papa John Stadium for a team that doesn't have a shot to win the BCS uh, championship? Well, first of all, BCS is no more, so let's well, get out I mean, of the past. Was, no Moss, Carlo. That's when, no Moss. That's when let's Papa John's was constructed. It doesn't matter because we still win yeah, games. I mean, it, it's about time that they're investing. $155 million invested in a that's football a program that will not that's go a over, six, over 500 That's a commitment that, we're, that we are focused on winning in football. And You've been focused on winning for a decade and it hasn't happened. <laughs> It's a new era. It is a new day. In UK football. And, and this is the first st- step towards greatness. We didn't building even... a top of the line. I mean, I know you facility. guys have to you guys feel like you need to keep up with the type of facilities being constructed in Louisville, but You mean Papa John's is ten years old. It doesn't matter. It's an amazing old. facility. It's old. As now. is the Yum Center. Uh and our practice facility is quite grand. So um yeah, but we win games. Story number four. The Super Bowl has obviously, as we've talked about, had a little bit of interesting press this week, but not all about football. Apparently, a high-end cocaine-fueled prostate- prostitution ring was wow. just busted on the heels of Super Bowl weekend. Apparently, it was comprised of a small army of Asian hookers who also take credit cards. Wow! So the New York the New York officials say that the prostitutes had their eyes set on fans who were coming in for the game. Uh, apparently, the ring has made millions of dollars with the help of pimps who fronted phony businesses to funnel the sex profits. They've had wig shops, a beauty supply store, a limo company, and Johns were paying up to ten thousand dollars a night for hookers and Johns. drugs. They call them Johns. <laughs> You know, uh, uh, <laughs> the customers apparently would do drugs, become in- impaired, and then the girls would figure out ways of fleecing them by charging them more money. Uh, all of the women nailed, they call the NYPD, they call it Operation Shade of Beige. They're all Asian, and they use Korean wow. words in order to mask the drug deals. So it's well, it's duly noted, and I don't know if you <laughs> listen to Artie Lang's show, but it's duly noted that Artie the, Lang. the Super Bowl <laughs> yeah, has the best Court of Artie Lang, they have the top of the line strippers. We talked about that a lot. And Maybe it was the week was, you weren't yeah, here. They have that the was top of the line girls, showgirls that come in town for the Super Bowl. The yeah, NBA they fly All-Star men game from all over. They fly men from all over yeah. the world. And, and when you're frequenting these these uh, prostitutes, you can and you're use using, your credit card. <laughs> you can use your credit cards. That is amazing. So they got busted. They got busted. Operation Shade of Beige. That's what they call it. Wow. So it's not just the strippers that are that are top end They've for the Super Bowl this year. They're going and, all out with it. The the hooker and the coke. Yep. Wow. The hookers and the coke. Wow. Ten thousand dollars a night. That's a lot. Wow. It must be some some pretty high rollers doing that, right? Apparently. Well, last story. We know this is kind of cute. Um, going to the Super Bowl. That's every NFL fan dream is 
to actually go to a Super Bowl. But apparently one lucky person made this dream a reality just from being observant. And this may change how closely you watch these Super Bowl commercials. So according to ABC News, there's a man named Scott Knowlton who was watching an Old Spice commercial when he noticed a woman in the commercial scribbling down a phone number for a man. The number was like one eight six 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 one seven, whatever. He noticed that it didn't have the generic 555 number that normally is in the makeup numbers for commercials. So Scott called the phone number, and when he called the number, he got a surprise of a lifetime. Apparently the number was for an Old Spice spokesperson, and he was given two free tickets to the Super Bowl. Um, and he was just one of two people that called in, so another person won this. But along with the tickets, he got $500 in spending money, $2,500 to offset taxes, and a three-night stay at a four-star hotel in Times Square. Wow. How does that change how carefully you watch commercials? Carlo, who hates commercials and doesn't watch any of them. If you knew you could watch closely enough. I'm sorry I wasn't paying attention. What happened? Oh, my God. I'm done with you. You're done. You're done at 1130. Thanks. That's random, isn't it? So Old Spice... Yeah, boo, Carlo. So o- Old Spice had a, com- a commercial, and they hid the phone number in there. Yes, yeah, so they, they call it, and he wins the contest. That's yeah. weird. And they never, it was never said that you, if you call or anything, just the guy seeing the number, just out of curiosity, called it because it didn't look like a made-up number like they normally put on TV. So, free tickets. Wow, right, it is. It's good stuff there. I got to say, out of the, the Ashley's crazy top five, my vote goes for, and I already it, know. <laughs> The hookers and the coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Excuse me. But I'm choking because I don't understand how Kentucky ended up in that top five. Because it's crazy that you guys have spent $155 million on a team that's never going to get above 500. I, I think it's crazy that you have a top 10 football team that can't fill up their stadium. We can fill I'm up the sorry. stadium. That, that's, that's unfortunate. What I think it, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Fair-weathered fans. Well, that, that we're talking about Ashley's Loco Cinco, and that's not in it. Uh. <laughs> Speaking of Ashley's Loco Cinco, the top ten craziest, was it craziest names? Uh, craziest people with the craziest names? Uh, that list, very scientific list yeah. I found. Very scientific. I'm sure it is. So by definition, <laughs> Ashley actually is crazy. Ashley, and, you, and you're in the top ten, Kelly. So you know, yeah, but that was for for girls' names. Not so it wasn't men. on the male end. So it was on the okay. female end. Perfectly saying on the mail. My name is far away from the mail's list. My name. my name is not on the list. On the no one knows your name, Carla. <laughs> it's Mr. Marvellis. Marvellis. Carly Ashley. Todd. <laughs> Carly. Car- Carlo. Carly. Just Carly. say Marvellis. Marvellis. Ashley, Todd, and I will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick. I want to encourage our listeners to give us a call on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the Buzz Line now where we have our man Carolina Steve on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, Carolina? On the line with us? We had, we had him on the line earlier and then we had to get him back on. We'll have him and back here shortly. Todd, you say Carolina should be on the line with us. Carolina, you there? Yeah, I'm listening to that song. Oh, okay. I like it. 
good good tune there, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, I got one complaint. Let's hear it. Today is the most watched sporting event in the world, the uh, Super Bowl, and yet I hear talk about an inferior sport of basketball. Wow. Tell us about it, Carolina. Tell us about it. Tell, yeah, tell us about what should we be talking about, what storylines specific to this Super Bowl interest you. Well, the fact that uh, they advertise Russell Wilson as being from Wisconsin, he spent three years at Raleigh at NC State. That's right. Before transferring, you're right, he did. And he was uh, also drafted. Uh, it was either the Colorado Rockies or the uh, Seattle Mariners to play pro baseball. You're right, in the th- third round. So he signed, and that's why he didn't go back to NC State. He went to Wisconsin. Uh, he's, uh, I saw him play football in college, good, good quarterback. That makes it tough for me on who to put pull for, but I guess I've got to pull for Peyton Manning. I can pull for him now because of the fact that uh, – he doesn't play for the Colts anymore. I can't pull for the Colts because when I was a youngin, we used to get two teams where I lived. That was the Redskins and the Colts. That was out of Baltimore and out of Washington. And they left like thieves in the middle of the night. If they would have left the Colts staying there, I'd have been more than happy. But they didn't, and I've never pulled for the Colts since. Here's something else. The Colts were the first team from the NFC ever to lose. You there, Carolina? Yeah. uh, They were the first uh, team from the AFC, is that right? Or did you say NFC? They played played in the, uh, well, it was the NFL versus the AFL, they used to call it. Oh, that's right. Okay. Matter of fact, I think what we call Super Bowl III was the very first Super Bowl. If they use that uh, term, it was AFC NFC championship game, and uh, they did that. It's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it today. I'm going to sit back and enjoy it since the Panthers aren't in it, and uh, just hope that it's a good ball game and everything. And I don't know if y'all have mentioned it, but nobody has said anything about Kentucky having the biggest recruit in the history of their school sign uh, commit to them last week. I don't care if it's basketball, football, or anything. To me, this is the biggest recruit in the history of their school in that era. So, Carolina, who do you have uh, winning tonight? What's your prediction on tonight's Super Bowl game? Well, I think Peyton, I don't know. I I go back and forth, but I will say right now it's going to be – the Broncos by three in overtime. In overtime, in over the first. Wow. So you're predicting the first overtime Super Bowl ever is going to happen tonight. I said the Broncos in three. I said twenty-seven, twenty-four was my prediction. Okay. Well, my pre- Madden football predicts it, and that's what they predict. They they did right the last six. They predict the Broncos by three in overtime. Wow. wow. What does Kreskin say, Steve? Excuse me? What does Kreskin say? Remember Kreskin? What does that name sound? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Johnny Carson. Right. 
the mighty craft gun holds the envelope up to the head. 27, 24, Broncos. Wow. There you go. That's exactly what I said. Wow. You are amazing. Hey, yeah, I want to bring and, up uh, one last thing. I want to bring up one last thing, Steve, if you don't mind. What happens okay. in two weeks? Tell the thousands of our listeners what happens two weeks from today. Two weeks from today, they qualify for the poll at Daytona. And uh, uh, two weeks from last night, the cars are on for the first race for the winners of poll uh, pole positions. Uh, are having won this thing, and it's going to be the first time that they're out there this year. And it's going to be interesting because I don't know if I like what they're doing about deciding who's going to be the champion, taking four drivers into the last race for a winner-take-all. Hey, Caroline, I want you to I want you to call back next week, and I want you to explain to all of our listeners how that's going to work. If you don't mind doing that, can you do that next Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll talk to him, and I'll, uh, hey, especially on Daytona uh, day, I will, I would actually love to come up there since I don't live far from uh, the studios. I'd like to come up the Sunday of the Daytona 500 and uh, talk about it in person. Well, that, I think we can work that out. I think we could. Uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly Caroline was telling me online, he is the, one of the biggest fans of our show, and he appreciates being able to express his views on shows like ours. That's what makes our show special. We appreciate you, Carolina. Okay, I enjoy talking to y'all. Y'all are the type of people that don't just cut people off. You let people say what they want to. You let, and you're very nice the way you treat your guests and everything. Y'all have a good one. And where else would you have your own theme song? <laughs> Thank you very much, Carolina. We're going to head to a break here, and we'll, we'll we'll go for the duration up until noon after this break. Carlo, Ashley, Todd, and I will be back with more of the weekend sports. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Kelly Patrick, the lovely Ashley Danielle, Carlo Kellum. Coming back with a little West Montgomery. I like that song, one of my favorite. On the line, we have TJ Walker. Going to talk a little UK news, break down what's going on with the UK's big win yesterday on the road. And uh, let's go ahead and get it started, Kelly Patrick. Yes, TJ Walker will be joining the, the 1450, the Sports Buzz uh, team. Effective tomorrow from 3 to 4. I'm excited about that time slot. He'll, he'll be he'll be uh, filling a much-needed void for some great, uh, consistent content. He writes for CatsIllustrated.com. Finally, we got a quality UK show on our network. I'm so excited Exactly. About it brings out the, the, the equality of what the sports buzz is all about. TJ's on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, TJ? Doing well. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Doing great. Um, I know you start your show 
tomorrow, three to four, Monday through Friday. I mean, it's a big step. What 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 do our listeners and our Kentucky fans in particular have to look forward to when it comes to your show? Well, like you talked about, there's going to be some consistency. There's going to be a constant UK show in Louisville from three to four every day. And it's not, you know, I say a UK show. It's it's going to be, I guess, a UK focus. But we're going to talk everything that is relevant in sports and and maybe, you know, come back to UK more times than other shows would in the Louisville area. And I, and I think that's something that, you know, a lot of UK fans in Louisville want and have been kind of hoping for in the afternoon. So I'm hoping to be able to provide that. TJ, are you going to be objective with your <laughs> assessments? Are you are you going to be tainted? <laughs> I, I am. You can, ask, you can ask anybody that knows me. I'm very objective. Well, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot, you know, I don't know if it, necessarily makes for better radio when they're when you're objective because a lot of people like just somebody that's gonna give you a i guess blue tinted glasses and and drink the kool-aid every time but that's that's not what i do but uh but again i, I do lean towards the uk and, and that's what we're going to talk about all on the show but if there's you know there the, until yesterday there wasn't a lot of positive things to talk about uk basketball but uh and i wouldn't be afraid to discuss that and i was you know that that's just the facts Hey, TJ, this is Carlo. Uh, first of all, I'm very excited about the U.K. time slot. I'm the residential U.K. fan here on this panel. So I got to ask you, yesterday, yesterday U.K. turned a big corner by winning a game on the road. <laughs> have we? Have they finally figured it out on how to win on the road moving forward? Uh, well, you gotta, I think you got to do it more than one time for it to be uh, to you officially. So officially can turn the corner. But um, as of right now, that, that was a huge win for them. It's a step in the right direction let's see them do it consistently uh, you know the way i think february sets up for uk is they should be able to win almost uh, every game that's including the florida home game i'm considering every uk game at rupp arena that should be a win the only tough road game that they have is at Ole miss and if the team last year was able to win down there despite nerland's noel having maybe the best defensive performance that i've ever seen in person uh, they were able to pull it off. So that's the that's the one game sticking out on the road. That's going to be a really tough environment. They've got Mississippi State and I think Auburn. Those should be wins. But, but again, uh, it is a step in the right direction being able to win in Missouri, especially after the disaster at LSU. Yeah, what what happened in LSU? I mean, this O'Brien kid, I've, honestly, I've never heard of him before, but he was like playing like Charles Broccoli that game. What what happened to UK's defense on defending that guy? Well, he's, he's a five-star. He's a really talented guy, and he's been in college, I think, a lot longer than – Many of the experts, when he was coming out of high school, thought he'd be. Um, he's he's a player, and he was in the zone, and and you know you see that happen so many times against UK as a player just kind of gets in a groove and and plays well. You, you remember Elston Turner last year, obviously when he dropped forty, it just seemed like he couldn't miss, and that's the same way O'Brien was on Tuesday night. And, and as Rich Brooks used to say, that was kind of all systems failure for UK on Tuesday. Just everything that could go wrong went wrong. LSU was playing uh, to the peak of their of their abilities and uh and again Kentucky didn't match their effort so that's why you kind of saw the the it was kind of a beatdown you know it ended up being I guess a, a five or seven point loss or whatever it was but uh, from start to finish LSU controlled that game so uh again very important the way that UK responded at Missouri they made those hustle plays and defensively I think this team is what it is it's not a very good defensive team but to be able to you know match Missouri's punches on Saturday was a huge for this team going forward, especially, like we said, after what happened at LSU. Uh, Julius Randle had a career low that game, six points, and it, it gets me to thinking, who is the leader on this team? Because I haven't been, <laughs> been able to identify that person as of yet. 
Well, after Tuesday, a lot of people were wondering who that would be, and I, and I this is going to sound strange because I've always said that your leader needs to be one of your best players, and that's why Julius Randle always comes to mind. But for Alex Poitras to call that players-only meeting, uh, you know, Calipari didn't put much stock in that players-only meeting, and I don't think you should uh, regardless, but it something worked. I mean, they changed the way they played at Missouri, so I, I would say Alex Poitras is probably the leader of this team. He, he's one of the older guys, and that's funny to say as a sophomore, and he's definitely not one of UK's best players, but look at the look at his numbers lately. He's definitely UK's most consistent player, one of their most consistent players. So I think he's kind of somebody had to step up, and I think eventually he just kind of got sick and tired of nobody, you know, being able to pull everybody together. So I would say he's this leader, and, and I think that's really important for UK. Once again, we're joined on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line by TJ Walker, uh, writer for CatsIllustrated.com. He will be hosting on 1450 the Sports Buzz Monday through Friday. 3 till 4 p.m., starting tomorrow, five days a week. You got your, your Kentucky fix uh, in a consistent time slot. TJ, thank you very much for coming on to join us today. Obviously, your website's catsillustrated.com. What's your Twitter handle? Let, let everybody know how they can follow you. Twitter handle is at T Walker Rivals, um, just all one word. And uh, again, thank you for having me on and promoting the show. It's going to be fun. Thank you very much, TJ. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Once again, Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzzline, 502-384-1450. If, if I'm reading Todd's verbal cues correctly, and I hope to God I'm not, I think we've got our man Hink on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Hink? What's going on, Hater? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's going on? I know you're, you're a Kentucky guy. I know first and foremost, though, that you like sports. And 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 are, what are you calling to talk about this morning, Hink? Is it the Super Bowl or is it your Kentucky Wildcats? Well, we could we could talk about a little bit of everything. I'm versatile, baby. All right, you know, variety and spice of life. That's the way I roll. Hank, as but, long uh, as you promise not to yell at me for my uh, UK rant earlier. Okay? Uh, 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 well, look, I'm, I'm I'm about to because I'm about to tell you the truth, baby. <laughs> Normally about 11 o'clock to 11.25, I tune out because of this top five God that you put down. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're way more talented than that. I, I hate to see that your time has been wasted on doing something like that. But uh, Well, if you, you said know, 11.25, I mean, that means that you listen and then turn off because you had such a good time that you, you, you've gotten enough for today. No, I just turned you off. I mean, that, 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 I mean, that's what I turned off. I just tuned out. You know, like in more like ways than one, like I'm sure you turn off. Uh, you know, just getting that ink. But you know, but I, I quickly turned it back on when I heard my man was going to be on with a a local uh, three to four slot time slot talking about Kentucky. I had to tune back in. You know how you ignore a annoying child. Eventually, that child's going to go away and go on about his business. That's about. Might equivalent to what I did, but you know, Hink. nonetheless, let's talk. Let's talk about this big game they're going to have at about six twenty-five. Yeah, what, what's going to happen in the I'm, Super Bowl today, Hink? I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think my man Peyton Man is probably going to get a second ring. Take care of his business. Just continue to add on to his legacy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know a lot of people are probably picking against Seattle, more so for obvious reasons. Probably because of Richard Sherman. I mean, because they feel like you know he. Uh, Maybe went off the deep end with some of his comments towards Crabtree. Hey, you know what? What was was so hypocritical? I mean, I, the media, uh, some fans, just an average Joe normally wants to know how the athletes really feel. What are they really thinking? What are their views? What are the 
you know, what's going on with this. They want to know how they really – nine times out of ten, you really don't want to know how they really feel because when they tell you, you might not like it. You might stop following them on Twitter. You might delete their fan page because you find out some of their views might not agree with your views. Some of their beliefs might not agree with your beliefs. So, no, you really don't want to know how an athlete really feels. They, you need a politically correct uh, athlete when they come on and give you the, you know, the little scenario, the little, the little call sheet that they go by, all this, this, this. That's what you really want to know because you don't want to really know how they really feel. And unfortunately, last week, Richard Sherman told you how he really feel. Now, I blame some of that on Aaron Andrews because she pulled it out of, who are you talking about? Who are you talking about? I didn't call you a, a, a DB, a mediocre DB. And if you, and and then well uh, obvious you ask the question I'm gonna give you the answer and so he expressed himself how he really felt you've seen the uncut version of how Richard Sherman really felt about Crabtree and so guess what what some of the things they said oh he shouldn't have did that oh that wasn't right why would he say something like that why would he call this man mediocre this guy is a thug you know that word came out. This ain't nothing thuggish about this guy, man. What, because he's from Compton? Does that make him a thug? No. Because, I mean, we all don't come from the nicest neighborhood. Doesn't make us thug. Man, you might have thugs in Compton. Doesn't mean you are one of them. So, when they throw that, that thug word out, that's the new N-word for folks. That's, that's the new N-word. That's, that's the comfortable way of calling us the N-word. Wow. When I say us, I mean black folks. That's Kelly, fair. Kelly, how do you take to that? People. Because you're the resident, though. I, 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 contrary to that theory there, uh, Hink, I am actually considered the resident thug. We've broken down our resumes. Two African-American hosts, so a white host. We've broken down the resumes. I have the most thuggish resume out of the three he of us. You have the most street cred. <laughs> right. I, I really oh, do. Well, look, I, I, listen here. Don't, don't, don't feel bad when you say that because the N-word doesn't apply to black people. It, it, it doesn't. I mean, a lot of people may may want to see that, and, they, and, they, and, and a lot of black folks say that word. No, it doesn't just apply to black. It doesn't have a color to it. The N-word doesn't. It, it doesn't. So, yeah, you could be that. And if somebody calls you thug, that's what they're calling you, the N-word, in other words. Right. But, I, you know, so uh, it's, it's, it's what gets me, and, and, and that's basically the Justin would call, because I didn't get the call last week. When all of that went down, and, I, and I'm sorry I didn't. I know, I know y'all missed my presence. You know, saying y'all felt like uh, Timmy without Lassie. I know <laughs> how y'all. Felt. So now that now that he gets back and he's back in the building, you know what I'm saying. So I, I just thought I'd bring it to y'all attention at least. Uh, he can have. I appreciate it, Hink. Thank you very much for calling in. Before we let you go, Hink. We got to get our man Brandon, up, Brandon Lawrence on the line with us. Before we let you go, you said you thought the the Broncos are going to win. Tell us what's your prediction for the game? Who's going to be the MVP of the Super Bowl? And then we'll let you go. Thank you, Hink. Well, you know my MVP of the Super Bowl. I, you know, it's easy to say Peyton Manning, and that's a, it's obvious. I think it's going to be the Broncos defense totality because they're going to have a lot of work to do as far as stopping Marshawn Lynch. I think you're going to see a lot of Marshawn Lynch. You have to stop that guy because, like they said, there's a reason why they call that man beast mode. So, I, I, you know, you can't give it to the uh, uh, the whole defense. But I, I want to say that the defense line is going to be a, a key factor because they're going to have to put pressure and, and, and on, on uh, like I said, Marshawn Lynch and stop him and, and give them linebackers free reign to do what they need to do to, to stop 
personally, personally, I, I think he's going to be an X factor. A lot of people ain't talking about him because he didn't really play a lot. He might be an X factor. So I'm going to pick the Broncos. I, I want to say about, about, about six. The, uh, the MVP will be the Denver defense. Hey, Louisville sucks. Later, baby. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, that was a great way to end it, man. Appreciate that, Hink. <laughs> great analogy. Haters as usual by Hink. Hate. <laughs> Hink, go, go, you, you got to like the, the enthusiasm from Hink. I got to give my predictions before Brandon calls in. Yeah, I'll we're going to have our man Brandon J. J. Lawrence calling in shortly. Carlo, your predictions, please. I'm predicting 35-30 Seattle. Okay. Wow. High-scoring game. Super Bowl MVP. Somebody who hasn't even played all season. Percy Harvin. Wow. Oh, wow! I predict he's going to return a punt for a TD, for a TD, and possibly catch a receiving touchdown. He's wow. going to be the Desmond Howard of the Super Bowl. How exciting would that be? It could happen. Percy Harvin's a game changer when well, he's he hasn't played all season. He hasn't played. He <laughs> played games. One, I think he played one a game and a half. Yeah, yeah. But he's going to be the MVP. I know, I know. I'm going out on a limb making that making that that statement, but I think it's going to happen. Okay. Uh, but I'm definitely going. I got to go with Russell Wilson, man. He'll be the second black quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Something that hasn't been discussed at all during mm-hmm. this whole uh, the, the, these last two weeks. The other person ever do that was Doug Williams. Because maybe no one thinks he's going to win, so then it doesn't really matter. He's going to win. Ashley, what's your prediction for the Super Bowl today? I'm going for Peyton Manning. You're going to have Peyton Manning winning. Oh, yep. man, man. Okay. You have a, a score for us? Uh, is it going to be a high-scoring game, such as Carlo is, is suggesting? I think it'll be a high-scoring Who, game. But whoever I, wins, <laughs> this, whoever, whoever's the closest oh, on this prediction— gosh. We'll get treated out to breakfast next breakfast next week. Next week, okay. okay. Next, well, next I'm saying Broncos. I'm gonna say, hmm, thirty to twenty-seven. Okay, and Peyton Manning's the MVP. Peyton Manning MVP. Yeah, okay. yeah I always go with the obvious. I'm gonna go, go with the obvious. I'm time. going with reality. I'm gonna go the the Broncos win, twenty-seven to fourteen, and I have. Uh, Peyton Manning, no surprise there, the the MVP. He's going to be the first quarterback to ever lead the league in passing yards, passing touchdowns, and then to go on to win the Super Bowl championship, lead his team to the championship. Before we head to the buzz line, Todd, I'll let you get your prediction in, please. I know you mentioned it earlier, but remind our listeners, what's your prediction for the Super Bowl score, who's going to win, and who's the MVP? How about the Broncos 27-24 with no Sean Marino? Wow, okay. Mm. All right, we're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line where we got our man Brandon J. Lawrence on the line with us. With his, He promotes the truth. J stands for justice. He corrects us on our factual inaccuracies. What do you have for us this morning, Brandon? What's going on, Kelly, man? Show is, the show is uh, on point as usual. Thank uh, you very much. Just a couple corrections. Uh, Barry Switzer. Wow, that was who it was. Both Cowboys. Yes. Oklahoma. Who else is it going to be but the Cowboys? Oh, we teed Brandon up on that one. <laughs> yeah, we really did, didn't we? We did. <laughs> Barry Swiss Jimmy Johnson, um, and, and one you might not know, Paul Brown. Paul Brown. I sure did. Yeah, that's Ohio State. The Ohio State. That's right. The Ohio that. State University, 1942. Then he came back and won four NFL championships with the Cleveland Browns before they merged. Um, and became, you know, the Super Bowl after 1970. So those three guys are the guys Pete Carroll wants to join, um, you know, join in uh, a selective club. Exclusive fraternity. Exclusive, exclusive fraternity. 
Um, and there's one, more, there's one more thing I had to say. I forgot what it was. What was the other factual thing that, that we left up to Brandon, Carlo? Uh, that was the big one. That was the big one. Yeah. That, there was another one, but it, it, we may think of it. We got five more minutes. What, what, what's your prediction for the Super Bowl today, Brandon? Uh, also, I'll, I'll let you touch on we got five minutes. I mean, how significant was this win yesterday for Kentucky to go on the road and to beat what will probably end up being a, a tournament team in Missouri? Well, I agree with. I forgot the guys, the new guy that's going to be on there. I agree with him, man. You can't. You got to do it two or three times for it to be a trend. Um, so you know they're one step closer. Hopefully they can, you know, get a couple more solid wins and go ahead and, and uh, lock up a probably four or five seed, something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I'm going with Eli the Ape, man. Eli the Ape in Utah in the Utah Zoo. He's picked the right Super Bowl winner. <laughs> <laughs> the last he's picked the right Super Bowl winner since 2006. He picked the Seahawks. I'm going with the Seahawks. No overtime. It's going to be straight up. I told you, Seahawks. It's going to be straight up. And then plus, here's a little bit Tony Banks, man. Remember, Tony Banks played in the uh, Super Bowl 35. He took Trent Dilfer's place for like two or three snaps. And he's he's a black quarterback, so he got a little he got a little love. Yeah, that don't I'm count as far as being a starting quarterback to finish. You know, yeah, it's uh, a little nah, different. Nah, nah, yeah. he, nah, he didn't start. He didn't start, but he he was he, he was a participant, an active participant. Um, but that's that's yeah, that was it, man. You guys, I mean, you guys are pretty much. I mean, I don't know. It's hard for you guys to make a mistake, man. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, uh every since. Ever since Ashley's crazies, man, you guys haven't really made too many mistakes. <laughs> I'll ask you, Brandon, since you brought that up, our previous caller, Hink, also a big Kentucky fan, really ripped into Ashley, and he even went as far as to say that he tunes out during <laughs> Ashley's crazy. I think it has a lot to do with the bashing at UK's facility. From 11 <laughs> today, I think that yeah. was just from today. He, he said from, probably doesn't like from 11 o'clock to 11.25, he tunes out of the sports buzz, and he doesn't even listen. What do you think of that, Brandon? The one guy that just called in? Yeah. Yes. He sounded he sounded like he was a little challenged a bit. Um, but, I mean, you know, he sounded, he sounded kind of slow, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, like he was moving slow. He sounded like he was – maybe it's just because it's Sunday. So maybe he just worked the double. But he sounded like he was moving, moving slow, man. Um, so I mean, I, I listen to the whole. You gotta listen to the whole thing because if you don't listen to the whole thing, you can't you can't put it all in the context. Well, you know what I'm saying? You, did, you don't know that Kelly hates Andy Dalton, even though he loves Cincinnati. You don't know, uh, um, you know that 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 you're gonna fight that lady with the MMA lady or whatever. And, and also <laughs> the the one guy that was on there, he's a fighter. What is he like five nine? And, uh, 265. Yeah, 265. <laughs> so a big guy. <laughs> He's a fullback, man. <laughs> yeah, that's but about about hand, a fullback hand. size. You're right. Yeah, that's a full. If he's you know if he's, if he's got some hands. And uh, he's got a little speed on. He might be able to do something since he likes to put holes in people's heads. But um, yeah, you you got you got to listen to the whole thing, man. You know, to put it all in the context, you can't tune it out. Well, Brandon, you know, you know, we appreciate you allowing us to be on the air every Sunday from 10 until noon, every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. Um, you know, the partnership that we've had with you has been great. Uh, thank you very much for letting us be on each each week. And, you know, enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday, Brandon. We'll talk with you soon. Thank you. All right, man. Go Hawks, baby. Legion of Boom. Thank you, Brandon.
The Legion of Boom is who is who Carlo and Brandon are both picking for the Super Bowl today in the in the Seahawks. Ashley and I are going with the, with the Broncos as our choice. Yep. Uh, solidifying Peyton Manning's legacy. Six fifteen tonight is is the kickoff. Uh, it, that's when it's scheduled for Bruno Mars, Red Hot Chili Peppers, or the Super Bowl halftime show. Um. Want to want to thank everybody for tuning in to 1450 AM, the Sports Buzz this morning. Carlo, Ashley, Todd, and I will be back Hello. next Sunday from 10 in until noon day. for more weekend sports. So buzz. I face the final curtain, my friend. I'll say it clear. I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full I traveled each and every byway Oh, and more, much more than this